Welcome to Lean Leadership for Ops Managers, the podcast for leaders in ops management who want to spark improvement, foster engagement, and boost problem solving, and still get their day job done. Here's your host, leadership trainer, lean enthusiast, and spy thriller junkie, Jamie V. Parker. Listen up. Everyone needs knowledge management. All right, be real. What do you think of when you hear the term knowledge management? Maybe you're like, what the heck is it? I've never heard that term. Or maybe you're thinking, oh, yeah, it's like a SharePoint site. Or maybe you're like me, where you're thinking of, you know, some big organization enterprise-wide program. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. Today, we're talking with Dr. Cynthia J. Young, who consults with organizations specifically on knowledge management. And we're going to learn a little bit about what it is and what are these different components and how it can help organizations on a strategic level. But she's also going to bring this home for every single person in the organization on an individual level for our managers out there. So listen up. This is going to be a good one. Cindy, I'm so excited to have you joining the show today. Welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. All right. So before we jump in to talk about knowledge management, I just want to see if you can introduce yourself, let our listeners know who they're learning from today. Okay. Well, Jamie, I'm Cindy Young. I am a full-time defense contractor, but on the side, I run CJM Consulting, which is a knowledge management consulting firm. Um, I offer, you know, workshops, speaking engagements, classes, um, you know, just something to help people get better managing knowledge in their organization to help it, you know, help into your trust and inclusion, as as well as just help their bottom line because they don't want to lose knowledge. Yeah. Well, I, I'm so glad to talk about this topic. I haven't, I haven't told you this before, but when I was doing my master's and I went to like three universities because I was... Um, relocating for my, my company. Right. So I was like relocated, went to three schools, but the, but the one class I loved the most was a class on knowledge management. Like I just, I, it it was such a fun topic and I love the instructor was fantastic and it was a really cool class. So I'm, I'm actually kind of geeking out to talk about this topic today. All right. So, so we're talking about knowledge management, which for a lot of folks out there might be kind of this vague term of like, what in the world is it? So let's start there. What, what, when we say knowledge management, what are we even talking about? Well, kind of like we talk about communications and change, we're talking about managing, you know, something. So we're either going to, you know, store it, capture it, um, share it, transfer it, you know, what have you. But in this case, it's knowledge. And knowledge management in a really quick sentence is it's taking the information you have and knowing what to do with it. So say you're a project manager and you have, you're, you're, you're finding out you're exceeding your cost. Well, that's good information to know that you spent so much money and you can only spend a little money. Well, the knowledge you'll have is that, oh, I got to cut back on some of my spending, or I might have to reduce the amount of people on the project. That's knowledge management, you know, also, knowledge management is when you share your lessons learned between teams and you decide when you're going to share it because you know that sharing it later doesn't always help people that are working alongside you on similar projects. Yeah. 
And let me ask, I hear, so, you know, we've got a lot of operations executives and operations managers tuning in. And when I'm talking with operations executives, I hear a lot about like kind of this institutional knowledge, particularly with a lot of, um, you know, manufacturers out there or or logistics firms out there that um, they've got like this large group of, um, you know, team members who are nearing retirement age. Yes. (laughs) And one of the things they're learning is that, it's all kind of in their heads, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's this institutional knowledge, you know, that stuff in their heads that there's, there's actually some nervousness of what, what happens when this whole swath of folks start to retire and we lose that. And is, is, is does that have any relation here into knowledge management? What you're, what you yes. talk about? Yes, it does. Um, in fact, I, I ask people, what are you going to do if you want to go on a vacation? Or if you get hit by a bus, the same thing. You're going, you're going to be out of the office, and people may or may not be able to get a hold of you. Sometimes companies will keep retirees on as you know part time, part time contractors to help ease the transition if their leaving is immediate and if they're going to stay in the area and they want to make a little bit extra cash. Whereas you know you got to look at the succession planning also. So I talked with a guy last week about. Um, he's an executive recruiter. And I asked him, I said, do you ever talk to these companies about what they're going to do to replace the knowledge? Or you just look for somebody that just knows everything that person knows. And he said, yeah, normally people want to pay high dollar to get the amount of knowledge, you know, from their hire that they already have. Whereas they could save a lot of money by just teaching other people that come behind them. Also, you know, it allows you to have that, that what if factor. Because if somebody quits, you know, I'm not talking about retirees. I'm just talking about somebody's out and not quitting. Just walk off the job. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to spend a lot of time hiring that person, look for that person. That person's going to have two weeks notice. And then they're going to come to you and they're going to not know anything. So there's, there's just a lot of knowledge sharing that has to happen. And that's just one aspect of knowledge management. Yeah, we can really see that connection there and how knowledge management could be important in that scenario. But tell us a little bit more about like, wh- why is why should I care? <laughs> I'm out there. Why do I care about this? Why There's so many things. What's important here? Why does this matter? Well, what matters, I'm not even talking about the organization. What matters to the organization is that's corporate knowledge. But for you, if you want to go on a vacation and you don't want to get called, you don't want to have to take a short vacation. You want to have somebody else trained up or help people train up that can do your job. You know, and, you know, the biggest problem I see is people are worried about people knowing more than they do and losing out. You know, they think they're going to, somebody's going to take their job. Well, what they're really missing is that you're not going to be able to promote because if you promote, that means your job is going to be vacant and nobody else is going to know. Um, I, I knew a guy I worked with, a very, very smart guy, and he wanted to move up but they made him find his own relief. And that's very hard because you got to do your own job and find something else, find somebody else for that position. You you can't hire them though. Right. Yes. And so I see it in operations all the time where people are, they, they work through their vacations and they, um, you know, kind of get stuck, kind of get stuck in a role and can't advance. And it, it is, they're, they're doing, so much and we're not creating an opportunity and a method and a, a, you know, a process for people to develop. Yes. And if, and if they did train people that, that, you know, not only makes them more educated about how the um, the company's doing stuff, but it gives them a little more, you know, feeling, Hey, 
you know, you, you trust me, you like me, I'm going to stay here because I feel good being here. Yeah. Okay. So then, all right. So, so tell me more about this knowledge management stuff then. <laughs> Let's, let me, let me, let me be quiet for a minute. You tell us more. Well, what, that's okay. Tell us more about it. <laughs> well, you know, you have knowledge sharing, which is two way conversation. So you can have that happen during mentoring or during a classroom training. You can have knowledge transfer, which is I'm talking to you. I'm just putting the word out and, you know, you may or may not have an opportunity to ask questions. So, you know, just assume it's one way and that you've got to follow up later. And you have knowledge capture, which can be used in business development for business capture. You know, um, I wrote an article about it about a year and a half ago for ISE magazine about the six steps to knowledge capture in business development. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's it's ways of bringing the, the knowledge that you know, which is past knowledge, gained through experience, as well as explicit knowledge, which is the codified knowledge, the knowledge is written down that everybody can reference, but may not know it's there. And so you take all that and you can you can get a really good picture of bigger competitors as well as the business you want to get. And then there's also you know, knowledge storage. You know, when I say knowledge management, a lot of times companies think I'm talking about a SharePoint portal, and I'm absolutely not. I mean, if you think of a SharePoint portal like a library, you know, I I, I think librarians are like the best knowledge managers. So you have, you know, this portal that's there that has all this all this information there, but if nobody can find it, it's not going to be any good. Or if you don't have access yes. to it. Yes. It. I mean, how many times have you gone to go to a page on a SharePoint portal and it says that you don't have access, you got to request access? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Is it, is it, does it even have what I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. So, and know, then it's, you, you get the access and you, or you can't find it or it's outdated. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, oh yeah, well that was four years ago. We don't do that anymore. We have a new systems or whatever. Right. And, and people have to keep up with that too. The revisit state of a, of a process, you know, mm-hmm. so if you have a flow chart or a process you, you know, certified and you have to keep going back, you can't just let it sit there forever and say, okay, that's how we go is that, but Hey, well, we've made these changes. We've learned this. Well, if you don't make a change to the, the actual paperwork, people can't learn from it either. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then, so how, so how would I use, like, how, how would an organization use knowledge management, you know, from a strategic perspective um, to help their organization, right? Like how, how do we, Mm -hmm. how do we really use this, right? We've got these different areas of um, knowledge sharing, knowledge transfer, knowledge capture, right? All of these, the storage. So, so what does that mean? How does that translate into a strategic? um, Well, Goal. One one goal one goal that most organizations have is they'll do their annual their annual planning, and you have your retention numbers, and you want to increase your retention. So one of the things you can do with knowledge management is have a pro have a project or have a program where you're having people teach each other stuff. Maybe you have lunch and learns. That's knowledge management, you know, where you're teaching somebody else what you know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be something at work. It can be something personal about how you take notes or how you file things, you know, just something where you can get that trust and where you can teach somebody to become more professional and that they'll stay because they know that you're buying into their professional development. So your retention number should go up. Uh-huh. You know, another way, another way is supply. If you want to cut down on the numbers, you know, that either, and we talk about lean, you know, about just in time and all this other stuff. But if you want to, if you want to keep your numbers low on what you're spending, because you don't know what's in your warehouse, well, then you may want to have somebody work a project where they can where they can have a good system in place to manage what they have. 
So rather than just supply, have it have it back at the office because if people at the office are ordering and supplies, just saying, okay, I got to order because they've told me to. Yeah, you know, you got to have something there to lower the costs, and that's that's a real big cost. I mean, you see people ordering paper folders, and what they don't realize is, hey, this other cabinet has them, and oops, <laughs> there there goes twenty bucks, and, and it adds up. Yes. You know, and then, you know, you can also have things like bonuses. You can put it in your finance, your, your bonus bonuses, um, you know, how much you can do, you know, if you don't share knowledge, are you going to give them an extra bump in pay or is, you know, sharing knowledge, you know, something people do because they feel like it'll get them somewhere. Really, this kind of covers anything an organization really is working on. Like you have to have this. Yeah. It's like, it's like communication or, or change, you know, yeah. it's going to happen. It, it's used and you got to build it into your culture that it's acceptable, acceptable yes. to share and not acceptable to hide or to hoard it. Yeah. I love that idea. As I, I, I was thinking that too, as you were talking, cause it's almost like in, integrating this really into the everyday. This is just who we mm-hmm. are. Um, and so, you know, every day we're sharing knowledge and we're, yeah. um, you know, f- in whatever way that looks like you, you named a few different examples, but we're working on how do we get things? So it's not just one person. It's, it's something that we can share across the organization. We can develop other people's capabilities and we need that every day. Yeah. Especially now. I mean, there's so many people that are out of work that, you know, I, I wrote an article before COVID and I, I really, I really liked that I wrote it because it's pretty cool, but it was about, you know, Hey, these are skills that you need in knowledge management. You know, if there's a, if there's going to be a, a downsizing of your, of your company mm-hmm. and look at people that have experienced downsizing mm-hmm. and what knowledge management may have been able to help these people do, yeah. give them better skills or maybe make them, I, I want to want to say more important than somebody else, but maybe higher up on the, on the, the selection right. process. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. So how do I know like where I stand today and what I need to work like where, cause I feel like there's a lot of different components here. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm listening to this and thinking, all right, in my division in my organization and my group, whatever it might be, um, I know there's a gap. I think that knowledge management can help us close this gap. How do, where do I start or how do I know what I need to work on? Well, you can, you know, there's several things. One thing you can do is look in your business process management system, you know, it, and just see, is that stuff made made open for everybody? Is everybody able to look at that? Mm. Um, you can also question your business development processes, you know, because I know, I know in the government because this, you know, that's, that's why I do full-time is I work in the, I work for defense contractor, but my previous company, we used to do business development and, um, one of the things is that you can get an after action report, you know, finding out why you lost a bid or what happened when you won the bid. And so if that knowledge doesn't get passed down to the next team, people that are bidding on it, whether it's a recompete or if you're trying to bid on new, a new work, they're not going to learn from it. You know, if somebody says, well, this is, this is only me because it has money information in it, you know, dollar amounts, then that's not going to help. Mm-hmm. So that can, that can indicate that there's people keeping secrets or people, keeping it at one level and people actually have to write the proposal at another level. And there's also, you can have, you know, people come on board, you can have them map out what they know after a month and maybe mm-hmm. after what they know after six months. You know, I, I teach people how to map, you know, the first day, first day work, you can sit down and start mapping out who's who in the zoo and <laughs> you know, what their strengths are, you know, 
mean, especially, you know, if, if we ever get back to where we're all in the office, you know, you're sitting there in a cubicle and you wonder, what does that person do? And for a while there, it takes you, you know, it takes a while before you get nerve to go introduce yourself mm-hmm. unless somebody does that for you and find out what do they do and what do they know? You know, but if you can't map it out, then it's the same as it doesn't exist. Yeah. I love that idea of having people um, map out what they know after one month and then after six mm-hmm. months. That's fascinating. Well, it's, it's not, it's not difficult. It doesn't take special software. You can do it with post-it notes or you can do it. You know, if you want to get fancy, you can get in PowerPoint and do like an org chart and just mm-hmm. your own team. What does your team do? What's your team's strengths? And there is one other thing that a company can do is, you know, captures knowledge, skills, and abilities. You know, you can, you can have a fancy database or you can just have, you know, people responsible for, you know, certain you know aspects. Okay. Um, say, you know, you're, you're in manufacturing. Well, your quality, your manufacturing, you're the shop floor. You oh, by the way, this is janitorial staff. You know, what do all these people know and what do they do and how do they interact? And if you can map that out, then you know your place pretty good. But if one person doesn't know what the other person is doing, they're not able to do their full job. Mm-hmm. So. So it sounds like it's not so there while there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of stuff we need for comprehensive knowledge management. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like it's not necessarily something that is difficult to get started with or that I'm going to have to go mm-hmm. and to procurement and figure out a new budget allocation and all of that. No, knowledge management doesn't have to cost anything except a little bit of time. Has to, you know, have people dedicated to wanting to make things better, though. So you don't have to have a person assigned to it, but mm-hmm. usually it's better to have a leader. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have like a director of knowledge management, you know, sometimes if it's a collateral duty, it doesn't work out well, mm-hmm. you know, meaning like if you have a VP that they're in charge of this, but then they pass it down to somebody else to run mm-hmm. and they don't really know what's going on, that's not going to help because you need somebody up near a C-suite to be able to get back to the C-suite to let them know how well it's going and to maybe get the C-suite to weigh in. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not just up, it's not just upper chain that has to know how to manage knowledge. It's everybody. Right. You know, and when you go in a hospital, the first thing you do is you talk to the person at reception. They need to know what's going on, you know, yeah. especially when you have somebody come in, check, you know, check in and they need to know, okay, well, I'm going to call this, this desk. And, you know, you got to know what that desk is manned, you know, simple stuff, you know, but with COVID, I don't know what's going to be there. Um, anything you think we, we talked a little bit about, you know, like kind of what it is in these four components. And we talked about how important it is, which I, I mean, I love that you brought up, um, that it's not just an organizational thing. Cause I think I've, I've considered it more of that, um, at the organization level. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really thought about, well, but what does it mean for the operations manager that's out there within their group? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So even if it's like, Hey, my organization isn't doing that. It, but the but you can right within your yeah. you can do it it sounds like and and eventually you'll be able to you know as you as you look at you know for promotion because people look at everybody how well they get along with their team yeah and if they know what they share what they know and they mentor you know mentoring and knowledge management really do go hand in hand I have I've had a great mentor um, at my last company and you know part of us because you know we you know we both came from similar backgrounds mm-hmm. but it's it's a very good it's a very good thing to have is having a mentor, but when you have people that share, and even if they're not mentors, if they're, even if they're just coworkers you see five days a week, or even nowadays, one day a week or two days a week, it just makes life easier. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't think somebody's selfish and that they're going to you know, not help you and make right. you look bad. Yeah. And I love this idea you talked about too, of making this part of your culture, that we're a sharing culture, we're a knowledge mm-hmm. sharing culture. We don't kind of hoard it. right? <laughs> and, and when we do that, how much, how much that can help with the strategy where you talked about, you know, this is really integrated. Any of your strategic goals are going to require this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a study, um, there's actually a couple studies, um, but there's a study a couple of years ago that I think it was Gallup that did it. And they, they said that organizations have $47 million more money than somebody else at the end of the year when their people share. And there's mm. also, and then the other study says that people spend eight hours looking for information or looking for knowledge that somebody else has. Yes. So, you know, that's a whole work day. Yes. That would be so interesting for you listeners out there. Think about that. If you want your one next step from this episode, that's it is go in and assess like how much time do folks on your team or do you yourself spend looking for information and knowledge that somebody else has somebody else in your organization has it and you're Mm -hmm. having to go and look for it. And how much time are we spending doing that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, you always have a few times where you're like, I don't know who ha- who does this, but you know, it's a lot less time to, to go look for that person or kind of find out who the person is than it is to try to go find stuff and then get frustrated when you tell somebody, I just spent all day looking for this. Well, I knew where that was. Yes. That is nothing can irritate you more than finding out yeah. somebody could save so much time and you could have gotten so much further down in your project. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Awesome. Well, anything, um, as we wrap up, anything that you feel like we missed that we need to make sure we pull out for today? Well, I just want, I just want, you know, people to realize that knowledge management doesn't have to be hard, um, that, you know, it makes things better. It makes things easier. It makes things more pleasant to work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if you share knowledge, you're going to be seen more as a team player. than if you don't, you're not going to get far by, by hoarding it. Fantastic. I love it. And so, so what's the best way for folks to either learn more and connect with you, Cindy? Okay. Well, I have a website, cjyoungconsulting.com, um, or they can email me at cjyoung at cjyoungconsulting.com, or they can reach me on LinkedIn at I'm Dr. Cindy Young on LinkedIn. All right. Fantastic. So remember folks, we're going to put those in the show notes so you can get those links um, or head over to those web locations and LinkedIn to connect. So it was so fantastic having you on today. Um, I loved loved how you made this um, really approachable and it feels sometimes I just feel like some of the times we have these concepts that feel like they're super formal and this really just brought it home is like, hey, where it, in wherever you are in your organization, whatever you're doing, you can make this a reality. Yeah, everybody can do it. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody can show up and say, how can I make sure that information is getting shared and then tran- knowledge is getting transferred? It's This is fantastic. Well, thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. <laughs> I told you that you were going to hear about how knowledge management is really directly related for you as an individual and as a manager, as an executive, doesn't matter where you are in the organization. So you heard your one next step already. This this was really inspired by Cindy's conversation. And your one next step is to think about how much time you or the people on your team, how much time do you spend looking for 
information, knowledge, or resources that someone else has or knows where they are. Reflect on that one, make a note, and see if you want to do anything about it. Don't forget, you can find links to uh, all of the resources that were discussed today, as well as to connect with Sendy at our show notes. So just go to processplusresults.com forward slash podcast. Until next time.